0: to America is be true to what you said on paper. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly, somewhere I read of the freedom of speech, somewhere I read. Of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the
1: greatness of America is the right to protest far right. And now for our feature presentation. Deep with Devin and Jovan. All right. Oh, it's recording. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Uh, that brings us to our main event. Uh, we're going to be talking about UFC Fight Night 176 main event and UFC 250's main card. Uh, we're going to start with Burns versus Woodley from UFC Fight Night 26. Uh, Devin? um to start off
0: gilbert burns uh he was, it was a super oppressive fight by by him uh he ultimately just established himself as the real deal in a sense because like he called woodley out um he had something to prove and he stepped up to the challenge and kind of handled his business i mean he dominated a motivated former champion in woodley from bell to bell like there was I can't even remember a part of the fight where Woodley actually had control. Like Burns just seemed to be on his ass from the get go. Um Burns has been on a tear uh for a while now. Like he's impro- he improved to uh his win streak to uh six fights. He's won 8 of his last 9 across uh two different weight classes. Um this just was a shutout performance against Woodley and it kind of just makes it hard to argue that he doesn't deserve Uh, to contend for the welterweight championship next which as we know now like um it it was announced or officially announced today uh that he will be fighting uh usman at two uh ufc 251 on fight island due to the contract negotiations with um jose masvidal not falling through um where whereas Tyron, Tyron Woodley um he just hasn't looked like himself in the past two fights um honestly against Usman and Burns I mean credit to Usman and Burns for kind of getting him out of his comfort zone um but like Burns swarmed Woodley uh, in getting around round 1 and you could see like in his body language like he was he was kind of in over his head um after like his layoff um But, like, with his experience and championship mindset, you kind of have to give him the benefit of the doubt um, of bouncing back in situations like that. But it just didn't happen. Like, he just seemed defeated before the last bell even rung. I mean, I hope this isn't the last that we we see of Woodley moving forward. Um, I mean, he should be more motivated more than ever, or he should be motivated more than ever moving forward. I mean – just hopefully the turnaround for his next fight isn't as long as the the gap between the Usman fight and the Burns fight um just so that he can bounce back and bounce back to the championship fighter that we like know him to be like um but in regards to his next opponent um I'd love for him to still fight someone within that someone ranked within the top 10 of the division um someone like Michael Chesa or Leon Edwards, who are currently ranked eight and four. I mean, both fighters are respected fighters. Um, and ultimately, like wins against either opponent uh, would help boost his name to be in title contention. And both fighters are fighters that he has yet to face. So if he does put on an impressive show, then he might be back in the conversations for the title uh, in the near future.
1: Yeah, I I don't feel like I have much to say on Burns. Um I mean, the guy looked amazing. Like you said, he's on a fight win streak. I think you believe I think I believe he said 6 fights now. Yeah. Um he won practically every second of the fight. Yeah, like I said, he looked amazing, uh clearly deserving of a title shot and like you said as we know now, it's scheduled with Usman um July 11th. So, I think that's going to be a great fight. He's looked great. I think he'll, he'll be a great challenge for Usman uh, for the title. And I can't wait for that fight. Yes. Um, as for Woodley, get him out of here. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah. But uh, Woodley, I don't know. He just, he had, like you said, he hasn't looked like himself. Um, I hate to say it. But I'd just rather not see him fight anymore. Um, I'd rather just see him retire if he's going to continue to look like that. Obviously, he was a great champion. But for him to come out and say that he felt great, because he did look oh, For him, and we both saw he looked terrible. But yeah. for him to say, you know, that he felt great and it wasn't the same Usman fight in which he kind of just felt out of it. For him to say that he felt great, I just feel like is enough for me to like be like, oh, how the fuck? Because you didn't look great, and yeah. if that's you feel great, how are you supposed to compete anymore at that level? It almost seems like he just doesn't want to fight anymore. He doesn't.
0: Like he lost he the drive. Doesn't
1: look like that same Woodley. He doesn't have that drive. It like I said. For for you to go out and say that you it, you know oh it wasn't the same as last time I didn't real great last time good this time so I just you know had a bad fight you if you didn't look great I don't know how you felt great and I don't know how you can you know feel like you still want to fight going forward if you're gonna to continue to fight that way I, I mean he has a lot to figure out um so I mean maybe it is just to, to hang him up maybe he just needs. Some newfound motivation, but like you said, it um, obviously it's going to be somebody in the top 10 if he does fight again. Yeah. Um, it's Tyron Woodley. Uh, he'll probably fight a guy like you said, Kiesa, or even you know, I don't know. It's just tough for me to even want to continue to watch Tyron Woodley that fight I, like that.
0: I mean, if he's going to continue to fight like this, you're right, it's best that he just hangs it up um but fighters go on these kind of stints all the time where like they go on a losing streak and they're just bound to bounce back like they still got they they still got it but they just got to find or dig deep and find like that newfound motivation like you said to kind of keep the fire going and that love for the for fighting going i mean woodley it would it would suck to see him go um, I'd rather him go out on a, on good terms Than losing like that Because it was just terrible um, But He has to do He has to change something up Whether that's just his preparation Or how he approaches certain fights Because like you said He said he, he, he felt great He felt the best he's ever felt And it wasn't going to be the same old uh, Woodley from the Usman fight but he actually looked worse, in my opinion. Um, But credit to to Burns, because Burns really just went out and did what he had to do. And he probably looked, Willie honestly might have looked worse because how good Burns looked. Like Burns pretty much had a perfect fight. Like it was kind of hard to, to pick a flaw from that fight from Burns. Like he literally controlled it from start to finish.
1: Yeah. Like like you said, I, I don't mean it to take away from Burns at all. I mean, he fought great. And same with Usman. Like, Usman had fought great against Wood. But at the same time, it's like, you know, he was a great champion. And I'm not saying that he's done. But he's 38. I mean, if, if Burns was that good, like, you're going to have to compete with that guy at some point again. You're going to have to compete with Usman at some point again how much more can you change like how much how much more can you switch up how much more can you add or or take away from your game plan to to beat these guys i mean like i said, he's pretty i mean he's getting up there in age he doesn't look completely there while he's fighting he doesn't look like he has that motivation anymore that drive when you're when you get to that age especially in a combat sport like you know ufc or mixed martial arts um I just feel like it's better to hang him up because there's no, I don't feel like there's much he can tweak on his game plan or do in the gym that's going to help him compete with guys like Burns and Usman. I think we both can
0: come to an agreement that Tyron Woodley, get your shit together.
1: Yeah, step that shit up. Uh,
0: yeah, step, step that shit up. the streamers of S-Class and Take Flight Productions. Well, with that, uh, we're going to move on to the UFC 250 main card. Um... Going into this main uh, – this pay-per-view, it was truly – I thought it was Andre Descartes um, because there wasn't that much big names on the card, but I was truly impressed with how it turned out. It was a great card um, and a great way to start off uh, the card with the Sean O'Malley versus Eddie Winland fight. Am I right, Javon?
1: Yeah, it was a good card. Um, for Sean O'Malley – And Wineland, I thought um, Sean O'Malley was impressive, as always. Um, Undefeated fighter, very young, great talent. Um, Exciting to watch because, as we saw, he had an amazing knockout where he just walked off because it was that clean. Um, So there's not much to say on that. Um, It was a pretty quick fight. But I think... Uh, a lot of people wanted him to get a, a, a ranked opponent or a big name uh, before this fight. So especially now after the result of this fight, uh, I think we'll see him jump into the top 15, more specifically the top 10. Um, I think he'll make that leap considering um, he's been doing so well. He's undefeated, you know, knockout after knockout. It's kind of undeniable at this point. Um so I think they'll give him a guy like Pedros or Jimmy Rivera, or um, even former champion uh, Dominic Cruz, who is actually technically, even though he just got a, a title shot, I believe technically ranked number nine, uh, and which would be a great test for um, Sean O'Malley. Uh, but I'd probably lean towards Munoz or Rivera, just considering that obviously Dominic Cruz is, you know, one of the best fighter ever uh be the best bantamweight champion ever so um they might hold off on a big fight like that i understand why the ufc hasn't really lost in the wolves like people wanted um they've rushed other fighters out before in the past and and it kind of burned them because those fighters ended up losing and and just their name doesn't kind of hold the same weight afterwards so I kind of understood why the UFC has waited as long as it did to throw him a ranked opponent or a big name. Um, but it's kind of impossible uh, not to at this point with what he's been doing in the cage, uh, beating guys left and right and knocking knockouts that e- as easy as he did on Saturday. Um, so I think we'll see something pretty big uh, in the future for him.
0: I mean, I can agree that – he he definitely looked impressive um this was my introduction to Sean O'Malley i didn't really know much about him uh cuz i know he he was suspended or dealt with violation um in the past so uh but he has knocked out he has had a i think a round one knockout in his past two fights and yes yeah. they've been unranked opponents but they've been good opponents at that um there really wasn't there were tough opponents really no easy fight like they weren't giving uh give me fights and he's definitely sh- uh went out and shown what he can do honestly um there were two great impressive knockouts uh it was just cool to just see him knock him out and turn around like halfway as he's falling like I, he, this guy's done um <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: it <laughs> um, was like a no doubter
0: yeah it, it was cool too because like he faked with like he hit him with a with a move and then he faked it the same move again like a faked an uppercut and then fucking clobbered him and, uh, Wineland, like it felt like he was trying to fight to close his mouth because his
1: his jaw was just fucking smacked open. But I believe what you're talking about is he faked the right came across with a with yeah. a straight left and then came back across with a with a right cross.
0: Yeah. So it it was it was it was dope it was dope definitely dope I mean he I can see where you're saying we're like to with his two past performances to bring him to the top ten uh, guy I don't see it happening just because I feel like the UFC is going to kind of gradually push him into um the picture until it's pretty much undeniable um because although I'd like to see him honestly face uh. Cody Garbrandt after like both their performances on this card. Uh, I don't think it'll happen just because it's more of a lose-lose situation on Garbrandt's part. But with Deshaun O'Malley, I do think that a good opponent for him moving forward would be um, Marlon Vera. I know he was supposed to fight uh, Marlon Vera before he got suspended. and And that was last year. Um, Marlon Vera is currently ranked, I think, 15. Um, so he's at the low. He's still a ranked opponent, but he's just at the lower end of it. Um, his last fight, he actually lost to um, in a controversial call to um, the number 14th fighter. So either the 14th fight, uh, song Yudong, which is number 14, and or Marlon Vera would be a good opponent. But I personally think Marlon Vera would be great because they were supposed to fight in the past, and now it would be a wave or his introduction to the top 15. Um, So, but with Yedong, he hasn't lost since uh, 2016, although he should have lost against uh, Vera on their fight night card uh, fight, because it it was controversial. A lot of people do think Vera won that fight. So either one I think would be a great introduction to the top 15. Um, It won't be long um, before O'Malley is within the top 10 of the division. Uh, the division just seems to be stacked at this point, and in regards to you mentioning Dominic Cruz, that that would be very interesting um, fight, because if he were to beat Dominic Cruz, that's a big name to put on your resume, or even, um, I think, I, I don't know how to pronou- pronounce his name, so God forbid me, uh, but Uri, Uri uh, Faber? I know yeah. like, he's, he's technically like retired, but he came out of retirement, I think it was last year, to fight like two fights. He won his very first one, but then got knocked out um, his very next. That would be another big name to put on Sean O'Malley's uh, resume, too, if he could actually pull, uh, pull off a win. Um, now moving
1: to uh, the next fight, which was Neil Magny came out with the decision um what do you think about that fight what do you think's next for Magny
0: uh so the Magny Martin fight it was that was it's not it wasn't a terrible fight but it was the worst fight on the main card and and that's just because Magny didn't really look that impressive in that fight I mean he got the win that's all that really matters um but he didn't really look all that impressive to me like he didn't really win convincing fashion um but he is coming off he is 2 and 0 since returning to action and it looks like he's looking to jump back into the top 15 of the Walterweight division um so and he is deserving of a top 15 opponent so maybe someone well yeah so maybe someone like um Michael Chasa, which I'm pretty sure I just butchered his last name again, but he's ranked number eight. He called him out, but like um, Magni called Chasa out because he wants to get his hands on him like many other fighters want to do. But I don't think that will be realistic to jump and fight the number eight, eight fighter. I think someone more realistic right away would be um, a surging Jeff Neal or an experienced fighter like Anthony Pettis. Um, both of which are top 15 fighters, but they're ranked at the lower end of the top 15. um, And they'll ultimately give him a test and see if he's worthy of being a top 15 fighter. Uh, I think either win will honestly bump it. A win against either opponent would honestly bump him up to the top 15. Uh, The the fight against Jeff Neal, I think, would probably be uh, best because it'll give us an answer on whether Jeff Neal is the real deal. Uh, no pun intended. Um, but it also see where Magny is within his career as well.
1: Yeah. Um, kind of touch on what you said quickly. Um, it was obviously he came out with the win decision, but it was uh, less than impressive. It was, you know. Very it was a good fight. It was a close fight, but he didn't really win in a fashion in which he made a statement. Um, so I believe Magny is just outside of the 15, out of the 15 right now. So I think I was kind of stuck in between whether or not I believe they'll move him into the top 15 or whether he'll move, if at all, um, after, you know, his fight. So, um, but I think that his opponent, his next opponent will be just inside of the top 15. Uh, like Key is uh, very unrealistic. Um, I don't think that's a good fight for him at all. Yeah, uh, I mean he called him out. Yeah, I, I think the fight especially. could
0: happen down the road, just not right now.
1: Yeah, down the road, but especially after you know, like I said, less than impressive fight. He didn't make a, a statement enough win to to get a guy like Key. But I think somebody just inside of the top fifteen, like Lawler or Damian Maya, or even Cerrone, who I've said previously. Is late like keeper, and I believe it's just at the top fifteen. And we know Cerrone fights left and right, with you know, and he's he's always, always got turnaround. So I think that'd be a great fight for him, just because a guy's experience as Cerrone, um, yeah, would be able to give him a good test, even even though his rank isn't really. His rank doesn't really show how good he is. So I think Cerrone at 15 would be a great fight for him.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of why I mentioned Anthony Pettis, just because Cerrone just came off a fight against Anthony Pettis and lost. Um, So Anthony Pettis would be a good test for him just because uh, he's just at the cusp as well. Um, However, he is ranked compared to Magnes more so on the outside looking in. But it'll be a test to see if he's worthy of being a top fifteen fighter. Uh now moving on to uh Aljamain Sterling versus Corey Sanhagen. Uh this fight ended off uh ended quickly uh in the first round by submission uh Aljamain Sterling walked away with the victory um in the pressing fashion uh in impressive fashion I should say. Um so what 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 do you think's next for Sterling, uh, Jovan?
1: Uh, like you said, he got a very impressive win against uh you know the number uh San uh very impressive win. He looked amazing. Uh, he got a sub like I believe in the first round. Yeah. So for me, I before before this card, I was kind of disappointed. Uh, when this fight uh was announced, because I thought. I felt personally that Sterling had already did enough to deserve a title. Um, I think somebody like Aldo should have been on the outside looking in, just barely. Um I agree. You know, with his very close decision loss um, before. So for me, I didn't really – obviously, I liked him in this fight, but I just didn't really see – it didn't seem fair to me that he wasn't, you know, fighting for that championship against uh, Peter Jan. So for me now, after seeing him get such an impressive win against San Hagen, I feel like it has to be a title shot. Nothing, you know, nothing less. Uh, it almost feels like he'd be robbed if we, he had to get through another opponent. I mean, I believe he's on a five-win streak now. Um so it's tough because you have these guys fighting for a title soon. So obviously, if he wants to fight for that title, there'd be a little of a wait. Only other opponent I could think of is former champion Garbrandt, who just got a win on the same card, which is very likely. Um, that was a fight that Garbrandt needed to win, and he did in impressive fashion, which we'll get to later. So that's another person I could see him fighting. But like I said already, I just – it wouldn't seem fair to me if his next fight is not a title shot between whoever wins Jan and Aldo. I think that's the only fight to make for him at this point. He's done more than enough to deserve it.
0: I agree. I mean, I agree that he definitely has a better case for fighting Peter Jan for the the vacant Bantamweight title over Jose Aldo. I mean, Aldo is currently ranked number six in the division, and he lost his one and only uh, Bantamweight fight which to me doesn't really show, like, why he de- he's deserving of a title shot besides just his name, Bran. Um, and Sterling, before this fight, already proved that he was worthy of a championship opportunity, but now, even, even more so now, the, after his impressive win uh, against the number four fighter in the division in the first round. I mean, the only... So I agree that he's deserving of a title shot next and he should fight the winner of uh, Jan versus Aldo. But another match I can see happening would be a rematch between uh, him and Marlon Moraz, who's currently ranked number one um, within the division. That match would ultimately really be a number one contender match um, to see who fights the winner of Peter Jan and Jose Aldo for the simple fact that Mraz actually beat Jose Aldo um in the past or his his last fight and he was supposed to fight Jan already in June before uh Suhudo decided to retire and they decided to put together the Jan uh Aldo fight for the vacant title. Um and I know Moraz and and Sterling fought in twenty seventeen and Moraz actually beat him uh in by like by knockout in round one. So To get a rematch, and kind of redeem himself, but also getting a number one contender opportunity if he does win would probably be best if he doesn't um, get a championship opportunity right after this. Just for the simple fact that I feel like they both are deserving of a title opportunity, and both of them don't really deserve to have to fight again to prove why they deserve it. But in this case, this would be like the best case scenario for either fighter.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I, like I said, for me, I feel like Sterling's just done uh, more than enough to, to earn that title shot. I don't think that he should have to go through another fight, although I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Um, and yeah. like I said, it kind of moves me into Garbrandt, Garbrandt's fight. Um, he got the KO win right at the end of, I believe, round two. Round two. Round two, and um, he looked like the old Garbrandt. Um, was always very good at moving. His movement speed is is has always been at the top. Uh, very good at n- not taking hits. Um, he was seemingly able to keep his emotions in check throughout the fight, which was kind of his biggest problem um, in his losses. Uh, he wasn't able to do that, especially considering the history that he had. Um, that being said, the bantamweight division it's it's so stacked right now at the top, and that's yep. why it's so tough for for you know for these fights. Um, Garbrandt, being a former champion, that win kind of already puts him in the conversation to fight for a title. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do Sterling Garbrandt, and then whoever wins that gets that title shot against Jan Aldo. Um, so that's kind of why I said, you know, Sterling and, and Garbrandt, those fights kind of just mesh perfectly in terms of us talking about them and and where they fall in the weight classes and the time in which they happened. They kind of go hand in um, hand, and that's why I say it's it's kind of almost unavoidable. I feel like Sterling deserves it, but it's it's as if the cards just lined up perfectly to give the UFC opportunity to line that matchup up, and then have your championship fight between the two winners of Jan, Aldo, and, you know, Sterling, Garbrandt. So I think that might be the direction it's headed in.
0: I agree, I mean, the Bantamweight division is stacked. Um And they got recognition on this card, just they look super impressive all th- throughout. I still don't understand why Cejudo left. I mean, all these matchups would have been great to see with Cejudo. Um I still don't think he's gonna end up retiring. Um, but, Speaking about the card, Garbrandt did look impressive. Um, he looked like the old Garbrandt, like you said. Um, he, I seen flashes of how he looked when he fought Dominic Cruz in this fight because I was true. I was really while I was watching this fight, I was I was so impressed by his speed and quickness, and I was literally praising him for it. And then, bam, he knocked him out at the at the buzzer, basically, or at the horn, like and it was in so quick fashion. Like it was unbelievable. Like it was knockoff of the night. I I believe he got knocked out of the night. He looked super impressive. Um, His speed was ridiculous. Um, And I know he's itching to get back into the title um, picture um, because he did call out Peter Jan after in his uh, post fight um, conference. But I don't think he's, deserving of one just yet just coming off of a three fight losing streak and getting knocked out I think in all three Um, but being a former champion I do think that he will be going up in within the top five after this um, win and he's deserving of a title worthy fight so one that ultimately will get him into the title picture after so someone like Marlon Mraz, like I had mentioned earlier, for Sterling maybe as a number one contender, or even um, or even Corey on Saint Hagen, who actually lost to Sterling. Uh, Saint Hagen, yeah, he he looked bad. Well, he didn't look bad, but like he was on the bad end of the stick against Sterling because it ended fast. Um, but I believe he has something to prove coming out of that fight. Um, and with Mraz, he, him getting jerked around by the UFC and not getting a title fight, that would be a fight that would push Garbrandt into the title picture if he were, were to win um, that fight. Because I do believe Sterling is the most deserving of a title fight immediately. Um, so, I do think Garbrandt will be in the title picture soon. I'm happy to see him back. I'm happy to see him back to normal. Um, I just feel like Mraz would probably be the best or the fight I want to see against um, have him fight for his sake. But if not, Stan Hagen would be a, a close backup because um, yes, he called out Peter Jan, but he'll get Peter Jan in, in the future if if it pans out like I think it's going to, which would be Peter Jan wins at 251 um, and Garbrandt continues to wreak havoc on the The
1: division yeah I uh just to touch a little bit on Mariah's the thing that's that that throws me off a little bit about Mariah's and and the reason I don't see him any of those trips is simply just based off the fact that he got a less than impressive you know decision victory over over Aldo that a lot of people said should have you know in Aldo's favor and before that had a championship opportunity and lost, lost. by way of knockout to Suhudo. Yeah. So I feel like not that he can't earn a chance back, but he hasn't done enough recently to show the UFC, in my opinion, that he deserves to be in those opportunities. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if they take Sanhagen, who just lost to Sterling. And I'd rather see that happen, Mariah's, over Oh, and and Hagen over Mariah's over Sterling. Uh, while I I get that it'd be good opportunity for Sterling to kind of you know uh, get that win back and avenge that loss that he has, um, I just don't see where Marias has done enough compared to Sterling has done for them to even be in the Octagon at this point together.
0: Yeah, I I agree that kind of- I agree that Sterling is the most deserving of a title shot. There's yeah. no question, especially being that Mariah's. Just lost to Cejudo, um, not that long ago, um, and yeah, his win against Aldo wasn't all that impressive. But if you give someone, if you give him the opportunity to fight someone like Garbrandt, who's on his way up again, who just fell within the rankings after his losing streak, if he were to win that fight, it'll it'll put him back in the picture. So I think that's the, him, both him and Garbrandt would have something to prove, and which would ultimately make it a great fight because the winner would ultimately be in the playoff picture. Um, Garbrandt wants to prove that he can do what he did on 250 again. And he's truly um, Cody uh, Cody 2.0. And Miraz is going to try to prove why he is deserving to be at the top of the division um, and why the auto fight wasn't as convincing or may not have been as convincing as it should have been. Yeah, that makes
1: sense. I definitely see that fight uh, more so than I could see Moraes versus Sterling for sure. Yeah, it'd be a great fight.
0: I mean, in regards to the, the Cody fight again, though, but it was just truly like impressive because uh, his like um, Rafael, uh, how do you pronounce the last name? Asunyao,
1: Asun, Asun I believe. <laughs> um, Asun, well,
0: Asun well, he, he, yeah, well, he's a, a tough fighter, it was definitely like hard to like look impressive in the octagon against someone that tough. And Garbrandt just looked flawless. I mean, And he and Asunyao hasn't been knocked out, I believe, in at least 10 years. And the fact that Garbrandt was able to do that truly says a lot. I mean, that's why I think he shouldn't be fighting anyone outside the top five in his next fight. And that's truly why I picked Mariahs or Sanhagen because Sterling he's he's getting that title opportunity next and then Peter Yan is already going to be fighting for the vacant title so who's left within the top five I mean he just beat Asunya, who was number five and now he, it's probably going to be his spot so now like who, who, who else is he going to fight that's truly going to give him uh, opportunity to be in the title picture where he wants to fight Peter Yan his options are limited at this point.
1: I agree. But either way you slice it, um, I think that division is amazing. It a, a, a very good future. Um, and a division full of champions that currently has no champion. So yeah. I guess we'll yeah. see where that goes. And now we're going to move on
0: to the main event of the evening. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> so that was Amanda Nunez uh versus Felicia Spencer. Um uh, to me, Spencer didn't have a chance uh from the start. I didn't I felt like going into this uh fight, the only way Felicia Spencer had a chance of winning against Nunez was using her size to her advantage and taking her to the ground. But as you watch this fight Every time she tried to take her to the ground, Nunez would ultimately just reverse it and take her down instead. Like, Nunez just dominated this fight from start to finish, uh, ultimately proving um, why she's the greatest women's fighter in UFC history. Um, she just, she's just dominated uh, and cleaned out two weight divisions, which hasn't really happened in the past. <laughs> um, I mean she has after cleaning out these divisions, she really has no one else to fight and nothing else to prove. Um so the only person I would like or I'd be interested in seeing her fight would be uh Valentina uh Shvenko. Uh I know they fought in the past twice already, um, both resulting in Nunez winning. But the last one was was very close and they fought at one thirty-five. And I think in order to fight again, 135 would probably be the most realistic option. And and Valentina Shvenko would honestly be the only opponent I think she would or Nunez would be interested in dropping weight for. Um, But I think since she has nothing to prove and like for the rest of her career and really she's wiped out these two divisions where like now they're kind of just scavenging for an opponent for her. I think if she does hypothetically fight Schwenko again for the third time, that she should drop down to 125 flyweight and go for something that's never been done, which would be the trifecta, and that, and ultimately fight Schwenko in her division at her weight for her title. And she'd be the only fighter to ever hold three titles in three different divisions simultaneously uh if she were to pull off the victory
1: um, yeah, I think ultimately, there's really only one fight to make for nunez um she's been uh i mean very impressive throughout her entire career obviously beat some of the best uh women fighters. In the history of the sport, uh, so I think, like you said, the only way to go about it is Valentina. There's really no other way to to, to slice it. I think, uh, like you said, she should probably go down and and uh, and challenge her for the for her title at her weight. I don't know that she would uh, hold the title in peso, well. uh, but I think it's the only fight to make at this point because she's pretty much beating everybody and badly. And the only person who's ever kept it close is Valentina. Um, And especially a lot of people have said they do believe she should have won the second decision. Although, you know, the only thing that really misses the three people who decide that decided it went to her. So ultimately she did get the W, but I think the best chance at her being dethroned or given that loss is from Valentina. Um, Other than that, there's really no other opponent for her other than to go over to the men's division (laughs) and start fighting the men and fucking them up. (laughs) Because she's just... Get a a WWE storyline going. (laughs) She's cheating everybody. She just fought... She just defended her title against a girl where she outstruck her, I believe, 132 to 70 total strikes. It was terrible. With six takedowns to zero. I mean... (laughs) And and you're fighting in a championship fight, and and you don't even look like you belong there, you know. No offense, because it's it's newness. That's how yeah. she makes almost everybody look. But um, yeah, but, yeah. it's just either Valentina or just over. men's and start fucking some of them up.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, there's no point in scavenging for opponents because all the opponents that you'll scavenge, like she's either beat already or those that she hasn't fought. Um, it's too early for them. And you don't want to put them in that position to kind of uh, mess up the future of the division or um, just by defeating their confidence. So I think Valentina is the only option next. Most likely it'll be at 135. Would I love for her to go to flyweight and fight for her belt and try to win three belts and hold them simultaneously? She'll be the first to do it. That'll be super impressive, uh, just as the rest of her career has been. Now. Do I think it's likely? No. Um, dropping twenty pounds is gonna be hard, especially for a female. Um, but that's that. I mean, that's all we have for you today, folks. I mean, thank you for tuning in. Uh as always, uh please like, follow, subscribe on all platforms. We're now available on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and as before, we were available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And feel free to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook. And Instagram, uh, we love we love you all. We appreciate your support, and we we hope that you continue to follow us uh, throughout our venture. And I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, Javon, do you have anything to add?
1: Um, I just hope you guys enjoy watching our videos as much as we enjoy uh, making them, and you know, talking about sports. Uh, it's what we love to do. And I'm pretty sure you're tuning in because it's what you love to listen to, so um we hope you that we're you know providing you a good experience while we you know discuss our opinions on sports um and as things roll on and we get things more situated and this podcast just gets better and better, we hope you're you're there to to see it and follow us and and we appreciate all the support. thank you love you all. You're talking about balls deep. I'm talking about balls deep. We're talking about balls deep
0: in love. I'm talking about balls deep. My boy's talking about balls deep. We're talking about balls deep in love.